Welcome to Moment Talk. I'm your host, Shisa Moore. On episode 24, we have the actor, Dora Moore. We talk about his experience in Hollywood, and acting, and of course, Mulan is the latest one he was in. And also, his first movie he started was Gran Torino. I had a great discussion with Dora Moore. We always save the best question for last. The last question was, hey, Dora, do you have a girlfriend? Hashtag asking for a friend. Well, listen to all the way to the end and find out for yourself. But first, let's thank our sponsors and let's get right back into it. Today's sponsor is brought to you by She Sells Menswear. Are you looking for the latest trendy men's fashion? Look no further. She Sells Menswear carries handcrafted bow ties, ties, suit accessories, and everyday streetwear. They are your one-stop, mall-inspired men's shop. You can search them online at www.xixomenswear.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey everyone, we are super excited. We have Dua Moore. Yes, that's right, Dua Moore. Hey Dua, how's it going, man? Good, how are you doing? Awesome, dude. You're in the sunny uh, side, California, correct? Yeah, I'm in uh, LA right now, so it's pretty sunny. Not over here, it's kind of gloomy and cold over here. (laughs) Can uh, Can you tell the audience one thing we do not know about you? Uh, one thing you don't know about me, uh, I am um, Green Mong, if that makes sense. Oh, Mon aka Lang. Mon Lang, right? Yeah, aka Mon Lang. Uh, a lot of people were surprised that I am Mon Lang. So. And uh, a lot of my family members are in politics. So. Oh, and family is, I'm assuming, not in L.A.? No, they're not in LA. Uh, if people know uh, Sen- Senator Mimo, the first uh, female Hmong uh, senator of uh, Minnesota. Uh, absolutely. That is a sister from another mistress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now let's, let's dive right in and super excited to have you on. Um, we're going to talk about Mulan, you know. I mean, do you, do you uh, still keep in touch with some of the Mulan stars? Yeah, I mean, some of the, um, we call it boy band, some of the um, other characters that, you know, I, I, tr- I train with and uh, learn martial arts with, still connect with them. And uh, I mean, I mean, it's, it's hard to connect with, you know, the bigger stars like Jet Li and Donnie Yen and uh, Gong Li, but I'm, I'm, I have a pretty close and good relationship with Ife, the star of Mulan. So, you know, it's, everyone has a busy schedule, so it's, it's not like, we message or talk to each other every day, but once in a while, you know, we check in. Cool. Is out of all these uh, actors uh, in Mulan, was there one that you impressed you the most? Uh, Jet Li, just because I grew up with him, you know, and Gong Li, like those two are like legends to me. So it's, 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 it's just amazing to be in their presence and forgetting Jason Scott Lee, you know, and uh, so it's just kind of, it's just amazing to be in the presence and to, to do this film project with them, you know. So, and also as well as the work that Ife, who stars Mulan, put into this film, it's just dedication and I'm super proud of her, so. You know, that kind of follows my next question. How does it feel to be working with these crazy ass famous actors that you and I grew up watching. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it's again, just being in their presence, like, I mean, not that I value 
at them as gods, but they're up there. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of, you know, you watch, you growing up, you watch usually Jackie Chan or Jet Li and Gong Li do their films and you're just, um, admire them, you know, and to, to actually stand next to them and be around their, their, their presence. is just amazing. And you not, not a lot of people get that experience, especially in the Hmong community. Not a lot of Hmong people get the experience to, to be part of something great and, you know, and having them on board is just amazing. Wow. Whew, I, if I, if I get to shake Jet Li's hand or Donnie Yen, I probably never wash my hand. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what did you have to do and prepare for the role in Milan? Was it worth it? it? It was worth it, you know, like, just because, like, this film's gonna be part of history forever, you know what I mean? And, and, and that's just, and that's just amazing itself, and, uh, it's just, and also just be around these legends that are pretty amazing, you know? And to work with Ife, one of the hottest Chinese stars, and, you know, get to know her as a person. Oh, say no more, right? <laughs> I mean, when I prepared for this film, um, a, lot of, a lot of mental and physical changes, you know, to, to become my character and, and still, you know, bringing some elements from the animation and bringing some elements of me into this character and a lot of uh, training, martial arts, as well as gaining 40 pounds for this film. It's, 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 it was a fun ride, <laughs> an interesting ride, so. Let me guess the preparation method. You eat a lot <laughs> to yeah. gain 40 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Common sense there. Exactly. And New Zealand is pretty healthy and pretty organic. So it was hard of, you know, bowing up and down of my, my weight fluctuates up and down just because the, the healthy lifestyle that New Zealand people eat. So uh, what was a value lesson you have learned from this work and feel overall as an actor, even in this experience? I mean, I mean, it's pretty much what was ingrained in me since I was a kid from my parents and all the um, elders and adults in my life. Like, you know, it, it's, it's just, and also just being Hmong, you know, um, it's, it's, it's just the, the act of survival, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just that that's the big lesson I learned is how do I survive and how, how do I, you know, conquer this challenge in my life, you know, you know, and finding different ways to, to do whatever I want to do, but in the, in the most humblest and right way of doing it, things, you know, so. But some, like yeah, some see you and like, oh no, do more. He was just in Grand Torino, which we were, we're going to talk about, and also now Mulan and they don't see the struggle. I mean, at one point you were in New York sleeping on a park bench. Am I correct or am I wrong? No, you're correct. And also, you know, like uh, also sleeping on friends' couches or, or theaters that I did plays at, like their floors and trading off, mopping and cleaning the theater and sleeping, you know, on the stage for the night or my duration of uh, doing the play. And it, it was, it was, it was a life learning lesson again through survival and knowing the fact of like, this is my mission and this is what I want to do as in a career. And this is the sacrifice I need to do to, to become something 
or at least at least I know that I tried if I fail, you know, so. But uh, but yeah, I mean, be, being an actor, especially being a Hmong actor and trying to break it into this entertainment industry, it's it's quite hard, you know, and, you know, sometimes sometimes you go audition and you get a lot of no's and just because the way you look or literally just because your Asian background, you know, and it, it's a struggle and finding, finding a piece in my mind, be like, you know, it's not about me. Like it, it took me a long time to realize that and kind of understand the process of casting and, you know, marketability of having this actor for, for this film project or TV project or any project, you know? So it's just kind of knowing that, hearing that no, just because of the type of Asian I am, it, it, it's, it was hard at the beginning and being, while being a young actor, now, now I'm still facing that, you know? So again, it's, again, I decided that this is my life and my career. And I, you know, it's just, it sucks once in a while when you're like, you have to lie about your Asian background to just have them see you as a, a, an actor. But again, it's part of the game and it's part of the industry, you know, so. You see that you're very inspired in what you do. And I, I am inspiring uh, fangirling over here. <laughs> uh, so let's go to how did you get started? Um, I, I got started, I got started uh, singing, you know, and then towards the end, I was like, I'm not going to make it as an Asian singer. So kind of like, um, this is like in middle school and eventually I kind of started doing plays and realized that half of me was like, you know, I get, I, I kind of get, you know, a like instant satisfaction that being on stage is where I want to be. So, you know, at a young age, I would be, I would be in Minnesota, you know, taking the bus to Minneapolis from St. Paul to go take acting classes with all these adults, you know, and did my research of like what free acting class I can take or, you know, what, how much is acting class from, uh, from this teacher to this studio in Minnesota and, you know, buy my way of earning that money and taking those classes, you know, so. Um, that's, that's where it kind of got started, you know? So, and my dad kind of like started doing a, uh, a film production company in, in Minnesota. And I mean, they have like two movies that came out and, and then he stopped for the Hmong community, but eventually it's just kind of, it's, it's, it's always been ingrained in me, um, to perform. So I got, I just found my niche that gains being stuck with acting, it might be the better route for me. So that's where I kind of strive at and, you know, trying to, trying to doubt the other elders that, you know, that don't think this is the right idea for me, so. Now let's get back to Grand Torino and let's talk about a few things here. It's like, what are some skills you learned from Grand Torino? Um, I mean, it, it, it was the, the first biggest film I did and, and, you know, at such a young age, I think, I think what I've, I mean, the, the joke side of it, I learned how to hold a gun according to uh, Clint Eastwood. Um, uh, but, but what I've learned from it is how such a big system works, you know, and 
how 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 to perceive what people saw of the film and you know to really understand the purpose of all these decisions being made for Gran Torino and why they were being made from Clint Eastwood and his producers and writers. Um, you know, why they were shot or why did they went to, from this perspective, you know, and, and also understanding the, the, the root of the story. It's about time and it's about change. And, you know, when, when you, when you go through a war, like, uh, Clint Eastwood's character through the, uh, Korean war, like, again, during that time, not a lot of people talk about P P P S P D S D. So, you know, it's, it's like he's dealing with that. He's dealing with time and, you know, and, and basically things are changing. And then we're seeing, we're seeing, you know, his perspective of things change, you know. So it, it, literally, it literally opened my eye for being a young actor to literally understand and understand different perspective of filmmaking and decision being made for, for you know, for, for a wider audience to understand that, you know, it's, it's not so much about being, you know, authentic to what the Hmong community may think and, you know, and also like there's elaborate stuff that the people, the character did in Gran Trino, but again, we have to see it that it's his perspective, you know, it's, it's what he sees, you know, so. So pretty much just digesting projects and scripts. And, you know, I think, I think that's, that helped me a lot as a young actor to understand that um, when the movie came out. So let's fast forward a little bit here. Um, not to Mulan, but have you been recognized as an actor in public recently? And how does it affect different from after playing Spider? I mean, I get, I get recognized um, a lot. So, I mean, people, people, because Gran Trino was, you know, it, it's not, it's, I mean, now it's kind of like a classic in a sense. So people, then it's airing like left and right here and there, different network and stuff like that. So, so people always would be afraid to approach me, but they always like do a double take and, you know, and th there's people that, you know, do approach me and realize that I'm not that character. And it, it's, it's, it's fun and interesting at the same time, you know, when people approach you and you're just this Minnesotan, you know, who's, who's just all trying to always be happy and smile, you know, so. I mean, just to name a few of these, you know, like Grand Trinos and, you know, Milan and their so forth that you've been acting in. Now, you know, this is a question that I'm kind of curious to, along with our listeners, what does it take to make it to the top? Can you give us uh, a tip? Patience in his career, patience. Patience, and 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 again, like I get, I get this question a lot from aspiring, you know, Asian actors. You know, so there's no special pill. You know, there really isn't a special pill, and you one day just take your picture and go and you know want to be an actor. You know, there's a lot of training that you need to do, and there's a lot of dedication and patience and hearing a lot of no's in life, you know, from your parents or your relative to, to casting directors, you know. And again, it took 10 years for me through training to get to Gran Torino. And again, another 10 years to, to land Mulan, you know, like that, that's, that's, that's a lot of time that went through, you know, and I don't even know 
the, the future. You know, it might take another 10 years for me to, to be appreciated fully as a, a actor, you know? So it's a lot of patience and a lot of doubt, you know, and having, having a group of friends that, you know, encourage you to continue because they see, they see that spark in your eye. Like it, it's just, it's being surrounded by great people and people that can be your mentor and, you know, people that you can ask the most ridiculous question and they're there to clarify if it's true or not. You know, I think that's the most the important thing when you're trying to make it in this industry. Okay. With um, any next project or maybe anything in your mind, will we see you collaborate with other Hmong actors in a movie? So let's say an all Hmong movie. I mean, I would definitely love to. It's just, it has to be the right project and it has to be union because I'm union. So, I mean, it, it comes down to that. You know, I've, I've collaborated with a lot of uh, the Hmong director growing up, you know, you know, Kang Bang, Mo Lee, you know, uh, Kak Lee, you know, I, I've, I've talked to the Bang brothers, Abel and Burley a lot, you know, and it's just, it, that's, you know, talk to them and encourage them to continue doing what they're doing. And, you know, so, so it's, I, again, I collaborated with a lot of the Hmong uh, directors and with the Hmong, I mean, actors and actresses out there, you know, it, it has to come down to the right project and it has to go through the right channels for me to sign on to it. Okay. You mentioned earlier about, you know, getting rejected from being an actor in this film or that film and not only just, not you, but maybe Asian. Do you feel like you face your discrimination? How do you feel deal with that? You just kind of spend a day, you know, venting about it and then move on. I mean, to be honest with you, just being a Southeast Asian. And I mean, hence the Hmong people came from China. But again, when, when, when INDB decided to put that I was born in Thailand, you know, like that, that already like put, a pin on what type of role I can play, you know? So, and um, so rather than like digesting into the history of the, where we're at landing to Laos, Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, you know, how we got there, you know? So I think, I think the big discrimination, like, again, you gotta spend that day venting and talking to a friend that understands where you're coming from and, you know, just allow you to vent. After that, you just gotta move on. Like that's, that's just, part of this industry and part of this life. Like, don't be afraid to vent. Don't be afraid to have doubt in yourself. I think that will just help you grow as an artist and grow as an individual person, so. Okay. Um, with all your acting in these movies, is there any preparation method that you do, like a routine and ritual you do? I don't know, read something, calm down, drink water. Is there any routine? I mean, there's not really a routine. I mean, every every role is different, you know. Like for for Mulan, like my preparation was making sure I know my stunts, making sure I know that I have to eat a certain amount of calories every day to maintain my weight, you know. To to playing playing uh, Spider and Gran Torino, like how how I am uh, examine like my lifestyle growing up different from my brother's lifestyle growing. up. You know, like I was, I was kind of at the end of the, the gang era for the Hmong community, you know, growing up, but my brother went through that, you know, where, where 
we're, we're the first generation of Hmong people in the United States, you know, and, you know, our parents are usually working two or three jobs and don't pay attention to us, you know, how, how did, how did he, and what, what he went through, you know, trying to find that brotherhood with, with other Hmong men or Hmong boys, the only way is to start a gang or, and, you know, and, and protect each other, you know, during that time, you know, so I think, I think every, again, every role has its own preparation and it comes down to, you know, being, being prepared when you go to the audition or, or shoot a movie or TV show, it comes down to your, your education as an actor and, you know, to, to know your methods and techniques to use it for different roles, you know, because there's no right way. And there, because again, you could, an actor could have a block, you know, and how, how can I, uh, give life and realness to this character if I'm, you know, my mind is blocked from performing. But again, if you have preparation through your acting education, you know, or your theater education to help you, you know, perform real, real life situation, then you're set to go. Okay. This is a two part question. If all these projects, what is your favorite project? And then the next part is, what is your next upcoming project? Um, I mean, all of them have had special moments, you know, like again, Grand Chino, just to work with, uh, again, another legend and to be around, you know, Clint Eastwood and, you know, hearing a lot of great things about him. And it, it, it is true, you know, he is an amazing and great guy, you know, and he took me under his wing to, and believed in me to perform my best in his film, you know, and half, half, Literally, I would say 70% of what I do in this film was all improvised, you know, from my actions and, you know, throwing some words here and there. And, you know, and that backup scene of driving, you know, to stop Tao, like in the street, like that was an accident, you know. But again, the golden rule is don't stop until the director says cut, you know. So I continue that role. Yeah, got out of the car, and it, it, it's it was it was in the movie, you know, um, and to to again to Milan, like it's just again amazing to work with an amazing female director and seeing how she craft this film beautifully and her her judgment and, and, and to to make it something more than just. A, a diversity film in Hollywood, you know, like it's just amazing. And her team, and like it's amazing. Like I would say, eighty to ninety percent of Milan was was you know created by eighty ninety percent women who all been part of this film, and it's it's amazing. And you know, again, like I worked with other female directors, you know, and direct, I mean, directors and uh, writer producers, and this experience has just been amazing, you know, and to see how these individual help each other to craft something amazing, so. And uh, for my next project, um, there's a indie film that I can't really talk about that it's, uh, it's, is that I kind of in the process of negotiating right now. And then on top of that, I will be hopefully this year because we kind of just got the greenlit, um, the film that I wrote. Um, so it will be coming to Minnesota to shoot it. 
and we will be looking for you know Minnesotan actors and actresses and extras to help us make this a impactful project. So, ooh, pick me, pick me. Yeah. That's you exciting, never, man. <laughs> That's exciting coming to uh, hometown Minnesota for that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I always have this mission of bringing back to my roots and you know the people that. Um, kind of helped raise me in which that's a lot you know like the Hmong directors you know like having them be included at this project and having and then also inspired the uh the younger generation you know not just Hmong people but like like anybody like the newly immigrants you know to Minnesota you know inspire them that it can happen if you just work hard enough you know so I think that's that's the main goal that's why I've been fighting to take this film and shoot in Minnesota because we have a community there and and also the fact that that the main goal in life is just to connect and inspire and motivate and that's always been my thing and as much as struggles or survival that I need to conquer you know like that's always been the thing where I was told you know like like the one thing I have is my face and my name and how do I help push that to inspire and motivate and connect with people, you know? Let's elaborate that. That kind of comes almost to it, almost to the end of the next question, but this, these last few questions are more for the younger generation, the younger dual more. Uh, what are your advices to the Hmong people who wants to become an actor in this industry? How do you get in the door, man? Can you get that advice? For these aspiring actors that I mean do you have to go to LA and live there like what do you have to do I mean my biggest advice is save money before you do the move but yes I mean I mean you have to differentiate what's a hobby and what's what's what I want to do in life if it's a hobby then you know stay where you're at and just find find student films or local theater that you can acting you know but you have when when you really want to be somewhat a success successful like me i'm still somewhat successful and uh slightly making it there you know like it, it really you have to say this is i'm gonna put 100 120 percent into this no matter what happens no matter how many no's i get i'm gonna put 120 to 150 percent to this live or die this is what I want to do, then save your money as much as you can and move to New York or, or LA, even, even to Atlanta or, or Chicago, you know, move to these, these, these bigger city that has a film industry and survive and go out there and do your research on Google or Yahoo and, you know, find the acting community out there and start asking questions. How did you, what do you what do you do to look up auditions in this 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 uh this state you know or this city like how did you get here how how you know how how did you land your agents or your manager for this you know state you know ask questions don't be afraid you know but again while through all that be humble you know and i mean once in a while have that moment of high horse but always come down to to the ground and be humble and you know face reality that it can, it's gonna be tough you know it's not easy easy ride you know but again finding that group of friends that help support you throughout um you know 
everything that you go through, it's the most important thing to keep your sanity. Wow, that's a lot to take in for a young Dormoir or upcoming aspiring actor. Be humble, save money. You gotta, it's, it's 120, that's, that's risk. That's 120% risk. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're not, you think of it like if you want to be a doctor, it's going to take 10 to 20 years to, to become a doctor. You know what I mean? Like if acting is what you really want to do, like you have to do it. You have to put 120, 115% into it, you know, and live, live and die to survive so you can get, you can land that role. Like it takes, again, it, t- it took me 10 years to get to Mulan. Yeah, in between, I did small project here and there, indie film, or you know, like or other B level movies here and there, you know. But again, it's like it takes ten years for people to kind of put 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 an eye that okay, he he made it to this far, you know what I mean? Maybe we could put him this other movie here and there, you know. But again, it's it's a long process, you know. Patience. The born is not just born yesterday. Yeah, it is, it is patience. You know, that leads up to this last advice. Can you give us one last advice or wise word for everyone? I mean, especially for our community, um, my, my biggest advice is literally open your ears and listen to what your parents are saying because only at this age I could understand and comprehend what they were saying, you know, and because uh, especially for the Hmong community, you know, like our parents find a way of saying something really nice, but, but also, also saying something, you know, that kind of cringe your teeth, you know? Sounds like a hypocrite. Uh, yeah. I mean, but the thing is they, they really care and really are afraid of what's going to happen if things doesn't go your way. Like, but again, unless your parents don't really love you, then, you know, it's a different story. But like, I would say 99%, our parents are there to support, you know, and to, to make us face reality and, you know, and see both sides. I mean, the good thing for me growing up with such amazing, amazing parents who had tough love, you know, a lot of tough love towards me, you know, but again, again, having them when they start seeing there's a progression in my career and I made somewhat of the right decision, you know, for them to see and start encouraging me. Like that's, that's amazing, you know? And, you know, again, listening to your parents, like listen to both sides of what they're trying to say, you know, and not just, not just automatically like, you know, not, not listen or, you know, shut them down because they, because you feel they're wrong, you know? They have good intention. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's why they gave birth to you, you know, unless, again, unless your parents, you know, really hate you, then that's a different story. But I mean, if, you know, your parents love you when, you know, they buy your favorite thing spontaneously for you to eat or cook spontaneously. Heck, yeah, just cook something, you know, I mean, that's love. Yeah. You know, like, you know, as much as bocha um, or yell at you and, you know, it, it comes down to seeing the small little things and appreciate the small little things. And that's, that's when you know that they actually love you rather than, you know, trying to make you not follow your dreams, you know? Mm. Just a little bit of follow up with that. 
your mom and dad supporting you now versus then? Um, I mean, my my mom always supported me, but you know, she always thought that it might just be a hobby, and I will kind of like grow out of grow out of it, you know. And uh, and my dad supported as well, you know. It, it, it's just that my dad has been busy, you know, like dealing with making sure we have food on our plate, and, you know. So especially, and also my mom, you know, like my mom worked two jobs to help pay for my first acting class in Minnesota, you know, which, which was like, I That's think, love. yeah, I think it was like 800 bucks, you know, like, but we did payment plans. So she, she helped with that, you know? Um, so it, it, it's, you know, like I've, it's tough love and towards, towards the end when I really decide that this is what I want to do, like, you know, like a, a lot of the elders like told me to focus on, communication psychology and go to college for education you know and then drop drop down drop the acting dream you know because because just being a southeast asian or being a Hmong person like we would never we would never get to the point of this level of entertainment world because because of where we came from you know and you know just for being Hmong or you know, just for being Thai or, you know, Laos or whatever not. So their biggest fear is like, you know, we will never get to a point of being Koreans and Japanese and Chinese and, you know, be platter into Hollywood. You know, that's, that's hard. You know, they just don't want me to fail at it. And that, that just kind of like the fire in my, in my, my soul and my heart that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to do it. You know, I'm, I'm going to try to improve people wrong. And, you know, that again, if, if, you go through life and not do it, you know, I will regret it, you know? So, I mean, every, everything I've done in life, like I, I have no regret because I know that I put 120 to 150% in doing it, you know? So. I love that, man. I love that. That light in your fire, uh, the chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Uh, sound like you're just unstoppable, Dua. Yeah. I mean, Let's hope so. I mean, there's, you know, let's hope I'm unstoppable, but you never know. <laughs> Thank you for inspiring our young uh, generations coming up or, or want to be an actor. Uh, thank you for, you know, hearing your voice out on that. You know, this leads up to, actually, that was not the last question. You know, I'm saving this for the very, very last questions, man. Mm -hmm. This is a very, very off-topic question now. Very off-topic question. <laughs> Yo, bro, uh, do you like mom girls? Like, how, you know, hashtag asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> my, my parents, my parents want me to get married right now. But again, again, I'm, you know, like, again, like growing up with my, because again, half of the Hmong, Hmong parents were arranged married, you know, so a lot a lot of it, you know, going through that as a child and experiencing that relationship to, to me focusing 125 or 50% into my career. You know, I've, I've, I've been heartbroken before. So it kind of like, I get, I got distracted and not really focused on my career. And right now it's like the prime time because, because we're asking for diversity on screen. And so I'm just not in the, not in the position of being in a relationship, if that makes sense, because I'm, I'm really working hard to 
to sustain my career and to keep my career alive because I worked so hard to get to this point. So, but yeah, I mean, so there's no relationship right now besides I got a dog. <laughs> you have a, is that a pug? It's a one for Chihuahua. One Chihuahua, okay. Cute little dog, what's the dog's name? Um, I'm bad at giving names, so I named him uh, my character Mulan, uh, Mulan Popo. <laughs> oh, well, ladies, you have your uh, answer for those who are hashtag asking for a friend. You have your, you have your answer. My suggestion, maybe a doggy date or something. Just saying. Or <laughs> patient until. I'm at that point where I, I, I feel like I'm ready for a relationship, you know. I mean, that's a possibility, so. Well, you have your answer. Well, Dua, you know, we can't thank you enough. We really, really appreciate your, your time, especially. And we can't thank you enough for so much uh, to coming on and chatting with us. Yeah, anytime, man. Anytime. That ends our episode. If you haven't yet, visit our official website at www.mongmentot.com or like like and share us on Facebook at Mongmentot. Who also believes in building family values. She believes not only in investing in your future, but also investing in your present moment, creating time and memories with your family. If you have any insurance needs or any questions, Please don't hesitate to call her at the link below. Also, a special thanks to DJ Peter for using his beats. You can check him out at YouTube.